0: Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey folks, got a great listen for you today. This topic stems from a strategy I've used for clients over the last number of years. It's a strategy that, if done correctly, can save you investment-related expenses and increase your investment choices. It's also a strategy that I've never seen an employee do on their own. So why not, you may ask? Well, the answer is that higher-ed employees either don't know this strategy exists, or they just don't know how to execute it. Most will fall into the former rather than the latter. So enough of me babbling on, let's get right into it. The strategy is transferring your employer retirement account to a rollover IRA while still employed at your university. Now, before I get going, if you're looking to do this on your own, please call your retirement plan vendor to make sure they even allow this feature. Rules are plan-specific, but it's pretty common to be able to do what I'm about to talk about. Okay, so let me share with you why and how I use this strategy. I'll actually be talking about a real higher ed retirement plan and what I've done with my clients at this particular university. We'll call this university, uh, well, we'll call it University A. So if you're employed at University A, you must be over the age of 59 and a half in order to implement this strategy. Now, by the way, that's a very common rule across the board at universities with that 59 and a half age rule. University A has a mandatory and supplemental retirement plan. We can only implement this strategy for the supplemental account, not the mandatory account. Again, this is a very common rule in higher ed retirement plans. I actually haven't run across a situation yet where the university will allow you to do an in-service rollover for a mandatory account. I'm not even sure that's allowed. Now, I'll talk about why we'd even think about using this strategy at University A. First reason is that University A only has TIAA and ING as their approved investment providers. And quite honestly, I'm just not a huge fan of either options at this particular university. Other universities may be on the TIAA side, but just not a big fan of the choices at this particular university. Second reason is that this university does not allow brokerage link on the TIAA side. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the term brokerage link, I do encourage you to go back and listen to my podcast about brokerage link I think it may actually change your life. Okay, probably not, but this is how much I like Broker's Link. I'm a big fan of Broker's Link. Now, if this particular university allowed BrokerageLink, Link, I wouldn't even implement this strategy at all. I'd simply sign up all my clients at this university with a brokerage Link account and just be done with it. But not the case here at University A in this example. Third reason, which is really two parts, I can lower employees' costs and dramatically increase their investment selection. So here's a quick example regarding the costs. In University A's supplemental 403B retirement account, there's a small cap mutual fund with a net expense ratio of exactly 1%. Now, when my clients execute this in-service transfer, we're buying small cap investments with expense ratios of 0.05%. So inside the university retirement plan, we're looking at an expense of 1%. Outside the university retirement plan, same investment category, we're looking at an expense of 0.05%. Folks, that's just money kept in your account. That's money in your pocket. Also, still keeping with University A, they have 39 stock mutual fund choices, which isn't really too bad, and 11 fixed income choices. Again, not too bad. However, once we transfer the money outside that retirement plan, we now have exposure to thousands of investment choices. Yes, thousands of investment choices. So if you're going to try and implement this strategy for yourself at your university, first, go ahead and find out if your retirement plan vendor or vendors allow for brokerage link accounts. As I mentioned before, if you're not familiar with brokerage link terminology, do yourself a big favor and go listen to my podcast that covers that topic. If no brokerage link option is available, the next step would be to contact the investment vendor you're currently using and ask them if they allow in-service rollovers and, if they do, what age you need to be in order to do this. So if all is good, okay, you got the go-ahead green light so far, you'll then need to set up a rollover IRA at an institution like Fidelity, like Vanguard, or in my case, I use Charles Schwab, for my clients for various reasons. Okay, so next step would be to go back and get a hold of the investment vendor you're using at your university and tell them what you'd like to do. You'd like to do this in-service transfer process. Now, most likely they'll send you some sort of paperwork to fill out either via email or sometimes they fax it to you or they'll just simply mail it to you they need to know where to send the money. So that information is gonna be on that form. This is why it's important that you have a rollover IRA account already in place before you go through this process. That, that account, that new account, will accept those monies within that supplemental 403B plan. Then simply fill out the paperwork, return to the vendor, and just be patient. This process, in my experience, might take, oh, I'd say a week or two, and then you're done. Congrats. You just did an in-service rollover process. Now, a question I get a lot from clients that I've done this for is, what about my ongoing contributions? What happens to those? Pretty simple here. We just leave those alone. We keep it exactly the way it is, and we'll look to transfer the university retirement plan monies That accumulate from your contributions, typically monthly, will transfer that out of the plan maybe once or twice a year. This is not something you probably want to do each month. Now you can. I've just never attempted that. It doesn't sound like an attractive process administratively to try to do that. I would just do it once or twice a year, to be honest. Now, one last thing if you have a Roth 403B, Just don't even try this strategy with that money. I actually talk about Roth 403Bs in a different podcast. And quite honestly, I'm not even sure your plan would allow you to do this. But to make your life just a little easier, just don't even attempt. Without going into a lot of details, you're dealing with post-tax money in a Roth 403B and pre-tax money for rollover IRAs in this case, okay? So just leave those Roth 403b monies alone. Okay, folks, I've just given you a gift. This strategy is something that most of your colleagues have never heard of and certainly not implementing. Do yourself a solid and get ahead of the curve. Do something now that could help you out in the future. Don't just listen to this podcast and tell yourself you'll do it some other day. Do this tomorrow. No, actually, start today. Do it today. Call your retirement plan vendor today to see if they allow brokerage link. And if you're over 59 and a half, see if you can do an in-service rollover. You're looking at literally maybe a five-minute phone call. Now, to a lot of you out there, this might seem a little overwhelming, which it certainly can be, but guess what? I've got you covered. If you want to go at it alone, that's great. That's what this podcast is for. If you get tripped up along the way, just shoot me an email and I'll see about helping you out. I'll see what I can do for you. But if you're just too much in the weeds or would like someone like myself that's done this for many, many years to help you out please contact me at www.hireedretire.com, And we'll set up a time for us to chat just for a few minutes. I have clients all over the country just like you. They just didn't want to go at this alone. It's just too important of a decision and too important to their financial future. Now, lastly, make sure to check out my monthly webinars where I answer questions from previous podcasts. I know you'll get a lot of value out of these webinars. If you, by chance, have a question regarding in-service rollovers or have a topic for a future podcast that you think might be helpful to the masses out there, by all means, get in touch with me again at www.higheredretire.com. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, folks, I sincerely hope you took something away from this podcast today. Remember, it doesn't do any good listening to this podcast unless you plan to take action. Hey, thanks again for hanging in there with me today. Until next time, this is Greg Shepard with Higher Ed Retire telling you to take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.HireEdRetire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question.